Welcome to Running It Back, the lessons learned from sports podcast. I'm Mike Palmer, joined as always by Tarlin Ray. We're here to talk about the world of sports. We're here to talk about the recent events surrounding one Tua Tagovailoa. We'll get into that in a moment. But before we do any of that, Tarlin, how are you doing today? I'm fantastic. We took 53 minutes of prep before we hit play mm-hmm. record podcast. Oh, sorry. Not play. We got to record before you can play something. Correct. Right. Don't right. correct that. Please no. don't edit that out. And during that 53 minutes, we might've talked about the tyranny of merit for a period of time. Yeah. Michael Sandel's book, which is a, it's a hard, hard read. Ugh. We are ear reading it. So it's a hard listen. It's like penance. I was I was raised Catholic. It's like I'm going in there. I'm like, I've been bad, Father. Am I done listening to this thing yet? It's great, deep, but it's like deep, my deep, goodness. deep material. So take a listen. This is a crossover event for. Just want to give a shout out to you. Five hundred episodes of trending in education. Mm-hmm. Congratulations yeah. to that. So I wanted to. It's all about me and the how are you doing, but I wanted to make sure we celebrate you. Yeah. It's 500 there, the 50, 50 plus pack with running it back. And you were on at least, I think, five or six trending in eds over the years too. So not to mention, I do re-air a lot of our gems over here to try to get some crossover pickup over there. So if you are a double dipper, we doubly appreciate it. So Ty, if you're fans of Ty, Everyone knows the acronym and rib, tie and rib, let's bring it together. But I, I want to quickly, I know I have random stories, yeah. the long walks in the rain that we don't complete, yeah. the EMV story, but I just want to, I'm going to bring something back, but I want to talk about one of the most amazing drugs. Mm. And I know this is a re G-rated, PG, I always want to. For me, my, so my son's young enough that he doesn't listen. Yeah. <laughs> And neither do mine. That's true. Anyone in my family listens, not once. So amazing drug. And I keep pumping this up, but amazing drug is sleep. Mm. And I have gone on a six day run where I've had over seven hours of sleep. Wow. So for you, whoop, whoop fans are, you have Apple watches. I have an aura ring. Yeah. I'm a huge fan. Some biometrics that you're picking up on. I see all my stats, but that is more sleep in a, over a six day span. I haven't had consecutive seven days, seven hours of sleep in over two years. Wow. And so I'm normally average about five and a half. Yeah. And for those who know scores, I had sleep scores in the 90. When you have good sleep, you get a little crown on your sleep score. Wow. It's literally like gamifying your sleep. And might have core, and I, you know, linked to the fact that my wife and I are on some crazy, like coming up crazy stuff. We're on a month, 30 day, no alcohol, no sugar. You can have normal sugars. You have fruit, but no processed sugar. Yeah. Exercise, lots of water. Yeah. And max, and then focus on sleep. I kept on waiting for you to say no caffeine. Cause I could do, I think I could do what you're doing as long as I could have a lot of caffeine along the way. Although when you're you're trying to work on your sleep. As we've talked about, no, but as we talked about in prior shows, prepping for this pod is 4.30 a.m. Yeah. And we pod at 6.30. So I've had a couple cups of coffee already. 
and I broke my sleep streak for this. Right. I'm on five and a half hours. I was wondering if you were starting to go to bed at 8.30. You go, you go to the- I cap- do go cap- to bed at 8.30. There you go. Okay. No, don't, you no need to wonder. Everyone <laughs> is in the house bustling. At some points I wake up as a dog jumping on the bed at 10, like not ready to go to sleep. Right. I go to sleep. Lights are on. You're telling the dog, like, stop it. Daddy's I'm, I'm trying to get the sleep crown. You're waking me up. I'm out. Yeah. So highly recommend. And we're, uh, you know, you get to an age and these small things you focus on, but I feel body feels better. My yeah. workouts are stronger. My jumper, I take, I have to make 50 jumpers a day. Nice. My jumpers, my jumper's getting wetter and wetter. That's good. So watch out if yeah. there's a competitive horse out there, but just highly, highly recommend it. I said to a few folks in the office Friday after the sixth consecutive day, yeah, like a streak on one of the language apps. Yeah. Uh, but my sixth consecutive day, I said, you have no idea. You've been, I've been operating in my two years and a month with half a brain. You're in so much trouble. And wow. the response was, so excited for you, slept, yeah. kind of scared, excited, but still really scared. Yeah. <laughs> so sleep, I highly recommend it. I'm truly fog, fog is gone, ir- irritability. Yeah. And it's, I feel like it's the drug to help you live a longer life. Except so, it's, not a, it's not even a drug though. Uh, I, I gave you the, it's my drug. I gave you the Aura Ring plug. Aura Ring, I've now, we've now mentioned you in 20% of our pods. So yeah. still working on that sponsorship and happy. Any, anyone, please send your scores. I'm a junkie to see. I, I love hearing that people sleep, deep sleep, REM sleep, all of yeah. it. Yeah. And I think where you're going in addition to that, is the National Sleep Foundation, perhaps? Is there a Got Sleep on the horizon? Because I do feel like Got Sleep is being co-opted by other, maybe like mattress brands. And there's, but what about, go up to Big Sleep is what I'm talking about. Who's the sleep lobby? If it's not already there, it may be time to found it. But I'm sure because the science, Tarlin, the science says sleep is good for your brain. Ready for this? What's not good go. for your brain yeah, is concussions. Bridge, there's the bridge. One, I love the bridge. You're great at it. Two, a longtime listener said, you guys are trying to win the award for dad jokes. So <laughs> the God sleep, we'll put that in. Speaking of sleep, which is good for your brain, you know it's also good for your brain? No. Yes. What's also good for your brain is not getting concussed. We haven't talked about concussions in a while here, we are following the NFL. We talk about the NFL a lot. I remember being conflicted when a lot of the CTE scandals came out, even whether I was going to keep following the NFL. And clearly I did. Clearly it's a, it's a, it's something maybe I'm not always proud of, but I still follow the NFL. I can't, I can't quit it. The stuff that happened with Tua Tagaviola, starting with, the Sunday game against the Bills, and then following that with the Thursday night game. Is that right? Bills yep. were first. And then Thursday, who were they playing Thursday? Bengals. Yeah, and then Thursday's game against the Bengals. Looks like he got concussed twice within four days. Having to see the highlight. I wasn't watching that game live Thursday night, but looking at the highlights, understanding the trauma he went through with the second concussion and the decision-making that the NFL was making, that he was making, 
his coaches and the leadership within the Miami Dolphins organization, which is also an organization that we've talked about in the past around the Flores suit. There's a lot of stuff to talk about around all of this, but just to begin, kind of a somber note around the, it is a guilty pleasure to watch the NFL. And when you're confronted with watching someone who you're rooting for, like we all want to to play well, we want him to be well and have a, a healthy life. You know, it is a difficult topic to weigh into just because as a fan, I watch this, we talk about it on the show and people are putting their lives on the line. And then you see the, the symptoms of real potential neurological damage. It's, it is a tough topic. There's a lot for us to go into about it, but I just kind of wanted to start there because, you know, at a foundational level, just the the health and safety of, of people who we grow attached to as fans and top tier athletes, it is put on the line. And it certainly reminds us of that. So first, we got to give a shout out to the dopest name out there. Tua Nigamanuola Lipola. Mm. Dagviola. Yeah. So well, is a lot easier after you pronounce the middle name. But the no, the Tua is his, what I just said is his full name. Tua is short. Is there an apostrophe after the nope. Tua? No, but it's awesome. And you wish, one, two, three, four, five, six, 18 letters. And yes, you heard me count on air. Yeah. I did that fast. Tua, it's complicated. You talk about. A violent sport, not only CTE, but also what happened with Colin Kaepernick. And I still have friends that they're done. They've finished NFL. It is a, it definitely is an addiction, a little bit of a guilty pleasure. As you said, three fantasy football teams. It's a way that I stay connected to buddies in business school and college and even new friends, dads at my daughter's school. It's a way to connect. It is when you think about violent sports. It doesn't even come close to what you in boxing and UFC, those are one-on-one. It doesn't have, it's not the number one piece of entertainment in America. These are the number one shows. You can sort of rationalize it as I still say to this day, my favorite thing to do was to catch a football, mm-hmm. which is not getting hit, but just the throwing and catching. There's just a, especially in the fall, there's just a, something to it that yeah. uh, you just, at the, any bu- point, the biomechanics of a spiral, come on. It's just got to throw that tight spiral. Yeah. Running a nine, go deep, running it out. Yeah. In, in elementary school, my buddy, Matt and I, we used to wait, couldn't wait for recess. Cause that's where you run the Statue of Liberty. We used to be mapping out plays yeah. in class. Yeah. And then going to whoop, I, I thought uh, those are the dreams you had, right? One on one football with your buddy in the snow when you first moved to New York and you're just playing. It's awesome experience, but it also, in a way, because you want the entertainment, it sort of shuts off your brain. I watched, and I might have two on my fantasy team, I watched. The Sunday game. Watching is probably aggressive. I'm on red zone, so I can't remember the last time yeah. I watched the game. Yeah. Unless it was the London game, Vikings game was the only thing on at 6.30 in the morning Pacific or the Super Bowl or once you get to the playoffs. So I saw when Tua got hit on Sunday, I saw his reaction where he's shaking his, he's shaking his head. He then walks a couple steps and stumbles like he truly is knocked out. Yeah. And then his player and his teammates are holding him up. Yep. And he's then done for the game. 
And the, oh no, not done for you. He then goes to the locker room, comes back and plays well. And what we were told was that it's an ankle and back injury and that he had a lower back injury and that's what caused him to stumble. Mm-hmm. So when he when he got hit, and you can do this now. If, I don't know if you watch games. Immediately, someone goes down, non-contact injury. I'm like, oh, it's an ACL. Yeah. Oh, he's done. Oh, that's a concussion. You literally, you can literally call it out. My daughters, while they're watching, yeah, they don't watch it well, but they come and they have the experience of rightfully of is that person? They're so terrified. Is that yeah. person okay? Are they going to make it? I'm so not. I'm just like, oh, they're yeah, fine. right. Worry, they'll they'll cart them off. And you're like, do I need to go to the waiver wire? <laughs> you're looking the backup for Trubitsky because he just got pinched. Like, oh, someone already has him on their squad. How is that possible? What? George Pickens is Kenny Pickett's <laughs> number one. Can I trade for him? That's what you're thinking. It's just transactional. But my mind was like, he's concussed. But then they told us something different and we believed it. Yeah, it depends on who the majority of folks did. The Players Association. The Players Association did raise a flag. Uh, and just for those of you who have been hiding under a rock, like if you are listening to this podcast and you aren't aware of what happened on Thursday night, we'd mentioned it briefly, but there was a more vicious hit in terms of even just the impact of his head. It was, cl- was clear. He plays the game yeah. cleared, no concussion. He plays on Thursday night, Thursday night football, right? It's- yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's really, it's a violent, violent tackle that you know you can clearly see that his head hit the ground hard and then and then the reaction of him on which i still haven't seen i've seen some clips of his fingers curling up well, I mean, called like, the fencing position he yeah. truly is in a prone position fingers out arms yeah. straight out no control over his body right at the time so it's clearly a sign of a concussion he was diagnosed with a concussion he's now in the concussion protocol teddy two gloves is the backup quarterback there. So for those of you checking the waiver wire, Teddy is likely going to be playing more now that Tua is out and then unclear how long Tua will be out. But it was another, it was an opportunity to get a window into the leadership decisions that led to the Tua situation on Thursday night. And I thought for us, since we look for lessons learned, there's a timeline there where There was some outrage after the first incident, but then the expectation Thursday night, which is very soon after, there's some folks- And the the worst games ever. Yeah, they've been- Come and play three- Terrible games. And and they've been on Amazon Prime, where we've talked about that experience has not been exactly seamless. But, But yeah, and then Thursday night, he's clearly injured. And then the outrage machine- is firing on all cylinders, and then the crisis management from the Dolphins, some of the things that Mike McDaniel, the new coach, didn't really handle the situation well, from my estimation, in terms of how he was defending himself, but also potentially not recognizing the severity of impact to the players and what it would feel like to be a player in that context. He's not a former NFL player. He's also someone who took over for Brian Flores. We've talked about Mike McDaniel before. And then it all rolls up to Stephen Ross, who is still the owner of the Dolphins, who is someone we've also talked about before around Tua, in fact. And, you know, at least in in that element of it, Ryan Fitzpatrick was part of a QB controversy, even when Brian Flores was there, where Tua was not getting enough PT. That was one of the reasons why there was ill will between 
Flores and the front office that he was working for as the coach of the Dolphins. So it does bring us back to that conversation around the Dolphins as an organization. And then obviously a level up from that is more the NFL and the leadership of the NFL, the level of accountability they take. I will give them some recognition in that since CTE was the story, they have done better around addressing player safety. But this is clearly, no pun intended, a black eye for the league that this happened when there was already the Players Association crying a foul. They began some action on Monday to say they thought this was handled inappropriately. And then following on the heels of that, when this is also the type of thing that's very much in the sports media, then something happens. We all are confronted with the dangers of the sport. Where do you want to go from here? Yeah, so it's sort of back to, I said, we didn't know. Some people were on it. NFLPA, how quickly Tua's out and he's coming back for the second half. Chris Nowinski, who started the Concussion Legacy Foundation, former NFLer, played at undergrad at Harvard, wrote a book, Head Games, Football Concussion Crisis, was part of what drove a real focus on CTE, concussion protocol, and maybe the movie Concussion when Will Smith was not blacklisted. He, in a tweet pre-Thursday night game, basically called it, said there is absolutely no way that Tua should be playing and was hoping that the worst wouldn't happen. And then post-seeing, post-the incident, so Tua goes in, gets thrown to the ground, and then it's 12 minutes on the ground. He's in the fencing position. He says, I hate being right. And then in the press conference, you talk about Mike McDaniel and the team. So they have, as part of the concussion protocol, someone they call an unaffiliated neurotrauma consultant, yeah. which we wouldn't know. Mm -hmm. And Mike McDaniel is saying he's relying, he, as a coach, I'm relying on the medical professionals yeah. to tell me whether or not he's okay. Tua is cogent. He's been able to recite 15 word. And when you decide to play in the NFL, it is not, hey, let's run the slant. It is 15 word jumble yeah. to try to make sure all the players know where they're going to go. He said he and, was. And that's, and that's not even counting Omaha. <laughs> Shout out to the Manny cast and the Omaha Productions, which Correct. is what is producing the Manny cast. And Manny made that famous. Right. Well, often. That was really came to light when his Denver years and when his Omaha was often handing it off because he had a noodle of an arm. Yeah, but, and, but, uh, and also, and just clearly, Manning's, if you need to tap out some week, Tarlin and I are available, hit us up. Oh, so I was talking about Mike McDaniel saying not only could he recite right, the plays, but they were going back two to three weeks talking about plays in the game and off, off to his memory. So to was moving well. Tua is passing all the medical uh, checklists that you need. So you throw them out there. Yeah. And we believe, so there's one thing to say you're not concussed and he seems good, but then we also believe that his, he has a bad back. Right. So it, it, that's hard to reconcile. But then at the end, so Mike, Mike McDaniel, you give a pass, right? You say, okay, I got it. You got to trust the medical professionals. You're, all right, can he go? That's what I would do. Can he, yes, he can go. 
But afterwards, he says the right things. Like we were, it was emotional. You never want to see someone on the ground. We pray, like we were thinking about Tua, but he said, but thankfully nothing worse. It was just a concussion. And that set off Chris Lewinsky because he said, just a concussion, that's traumatic brain injury. And it's pretty high on the list of serious medical consequences. Mm -hmm. So once again, you remember it's, we like, I can see that Achilles, that ACL, you know, the torn labrum to see someone seize like that with their hands prone fencing position. And he, it was at the end of emotion, but to not still equate concussions, we're just not treating them the same way. And we know guys brain, their head is hitting the concrete. It's artificial turf. Most of the time it's hitting the ground. They're going to be jarred. Right. But we still keep putting them out and we still expect I'm sitting there like, Oh, is he hurt? Okay. He's back up. He's good. Yeah. I French back to the run back out there. And it's a warrior culture. And it's the whole idea of you got to play hurt is very much built into it. And by this point in the NFL, you know, four weeks in, by the time you're eight, 10, 12, 17 games into the season, everybody's hurt somehow. So the idea that player safety is the utmost consideration that a Mike McDaniel or an NFL coach is weighing it, it is just flat out untrue. There are always trade-offs. People get hurt. The challenge is more the long-term consequences of CTE ultimately are death. Like folks are dying downstream years down the road, but it's clearly being attributed to trauma during their NFL career. We're all aware of that. And that's where making the gotta play hurt decision, which is something that is almost built into the warrior ethos of sports and certainly the warrior ethos of the NFL, that runs directly counter to what the Players Association is talking about, what CT research is telling us. And the challenge for me was more the hypocrisy of Mike McDaniel saying, I would never put a player out there who is you know not 100% paraphrasing, but who is not able to play at their best. That's actually not true. Players are hurt all the time. I think it's more if it is due to a concussion, which is sort of reinforcing your point. The fact that a concussion and a brain injury is very different than other types of injuries on the field. But then there's an additional hypocrisy there too, to your point around a spinal injury. You know, it's still your central nervous system. Like it's not a dislocated pinky, which is you see that stuff on TV all the time and people do crazy stuff with their extremities. Like you're talking about people's ability to walk, people's ability to speak and, and really ultimately how their lives will progress in their later years. It's a difficult situation. It's a difficult place to make decisions. How about lessons learned from the perspective of making decisions around these things are there any analogies we can make to how we might think about decision making or how we might think about messaging to me there is there are some mess there are some lessons around just being very careful about what you're dismissive of so i guess i'm going to get to that before we go there i just want to because we're just running it back yeah most people won't know remember a receiver back in the 2008 2009 2010s austin collie byu he was he was played for the Colts. He, when his 2008 season All-American, he had, he was fourth or better in all receiving major stats, receiving TDs, total yards, total receptions. 
He was a rookie year, caught 60 balls, seven TDs, great rookie season. He started five of the 16 games. His second year, he only played nine games. He started six of those 58 balls and eight TDs. So he was on, it was, he was Peyton Manning's Dallas Clark. For those Dallas, remember Dallas Clark, he was Peyton Manning's favorite. Got hit, number seven, 2010, got rocked helmet to helmet. That was when you never had a penalty helmet to helmet. That just at least changed from a concussion perspective. And then a month later, got hit again and went into the fencing position, similar to what you saw yeah. with Tua. And he maybe bounced around a year or two later and his career was over. Yeah. So I just talk about that prone, that position that Tua was in is a signal that's that is not a good sign and this i'm going to be in the percussion protocol he may be there for a while now right. let's just get to Tua. you talked about basically tape him up it's the war mentality i've never i try looking i've never experienced watching an athlete continue to get taped up and put back on the field in such a short career yeah and we're going to go back to alabama remember Tua, born in hawaii came from, he was obsessed with football from a young age, he used to get whipped if he threw any interception. So maybe that was the right incentive. Same school that produced Heisman Trophy winner in 2014, Marcus Mariota, played Oregon. Now the starting quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons. Tua, prime recruit, went to Alabama. Most remember that he played behind Jalen Hurts and came in his freshman year in the championship game to create a spark for the Alabama Tide. Just real quick, the 4-0 Jalen Hurts so good. <laughs> there it is. You're welcome. Chris, Chris Berman better watch his back. <laughs> Taking over. He came into that game, threw a 41-yard touchdown to Devontae Smith, also on the Eagles, mm -hmm. um, to win the game. It was offense MVP. But then when you start to look at his injury history, in that spring season, right after the championship, he broke his finger on a throwing hand in practice, and then he was back in a couple of days. In practice? Practice? We talking about practice? Spring practice? We talking about spring practice? Then the next year, so we're gearing up for a sophomore season. He beats out Jalen Hurts, which is a little uncomfortable, but he's the guy. Mm -hmm. He sprains his knee October 6th in a game, and they put a brace on him. October 13th, tweaks the knee. Still playing. October 20th, Slow getting up from a big hit. And so the game's already in Dallas because Bama blows out people. She so doesn't finish the game. And then on November 10th, so two and a half weeks later, quad injury. And when you have one injury, yeah. you're, you are overcompensating. I may know someone who had a stress fracture in one foot and overcompensated and broke the same bone in the other foot. That yeah. might be me. We yeah. can talk more about it later. Yeah. And then December, high ankle sprain. So... He's just a, he's a train wreck. Yeah. And talk about injury prone. He's just getting beat, beaten up. And then we go through, he goes through a surgery to the, it's called the tight rope surgery, which most yeah. people have never heard of. Has a quick surgery and is able to come back and play that year in championship game. They lose in the championship game, but is able to continue going. You're just like, this guy, they just keep taping him up. They keep coming up with unique surgeries. I'm just going to, I got to finish this. Next year, October 2019, high ankle sprain in the other ankle in a game. And then has another type rope surgery, has a miraculous, that misses one game, and then luckily they're on a bye. Mm -hmm. This is college. This is before NIL. This is college. Yeah. And then is able to come back. 
And then two weeks later, gets hit, dislocates his hip. Yeah. They're all leg and they're, he's got nothing left the, down there. Yeah, yeah. He's done for the season. And so that's the tank for Tua. He ends up getting drafted. Even though he doesn't get to throw, he shows some footwork videos, doesn't throw. Everyone's tanking for Tua and he ends up going to Miami. So you would think, oh, all right, those are just leg injuries. Those are freak. He comes to the pros. He's backing up Fitzmagic. Yeah. Ryan Fitzpatrick. We've now made two Harvard football players on this. This yeah. is huge, Chris. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> keep going. He jams his thumb, misses some games in his first year. The Dolphins playoffs. He's a starter in coming into 2021. I think even though Flores does not like him, he has fractured ribs. He goes on the IR, comes back. They go on a seven-game win streak, and then they miss the playoffs. Playoffs? We, they were talking about playoffs. And then, he, and then we have this year, where supposedly it's a bad back, but he gets concussed. Yeah. The question, and he's in a very short career. This guy is 24 or 25. Yeah. How much longer, how much more of a beating can Tua take? I've never seen a starting quarterback get taped back up as much as he had. This is the number one position in all sport. Get taped back up more than Tua. Yeah. And at what point should he stop getting up? Right. It's, he, it's the Rocky Balboa. Stay down. It's hard to watch. He, we all celebrate. He beat the Pats in, in the first week. Great comeback. He beat... The Ravens, they had no business. He threw six touchdowns. Yeah. He beat, it's beat Marino's record. He's a god. They hold on to beat the Bills, where he then got knocked out and came back. It is That's like Rocky Balboa coming yeah. off the mat. And then we have the Bengals. Yeah. So I understand there's talent in there. They say, they joked Tariq Hill when he went to Cheetah, for those who know Tyreek Hill coming from the Kansas City Chiefs, who has his own really complicated background yes. on, on abuse, domestic abuse. But he said he's more accurate than Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. And people went nuts. But Tua is an outsized talent. He's pretty precise with the ball. But I'm worried this guy is going to break in half. Yeah. And it, it impacts your ability to enjoy the game. And it, for me, it, it's, it's been harder to watch football even since the incident. And I would bring it back to the three and one New York football giants who, while they were heading so awful, while they were heading to their victory, Daniel Jones was out and Tyrod Taylor was in, had to get a critical first down. He's running Tyrod Taylor, who is in the midst of a medical malpractice suit. Malpractice? You talk to me about malpractice? based on an errant needle that wound up opening the door for Justin Herbert, San Diego Chargers quarterback, Tyrod. Los Angeles Chargers, stop dating yourself. Excuse me, excuse me. But a Tyrod wound up losing his job based on an errant needle. Justin Herbert is now the star child QB1 of Los Angeles Chargers. Tyrod was backing up. Daniel Jones, he got to play for the New York football giants. He's running, goes for the first down, gets head to head contact. He's knocked out with a concussion and it just feels different to me now because it's fresher in my memory. Having just come off the Tua thing, the NFL tends to be a reactive body. I am curious how they're going to 
respond. I think something will need to change in addition to what they've done in the past. I think Thursday night games are something we're going to need to look really critically at, as well as the whole notion of an abundance of caution. We should see five to six guys every game being dismissed from the game because of a head injury. Because of an abundance of caution. Baseball, if you have a hangnail, if you have, you know, I feel a little twinge. I got a little twinge. Max Scherzer clearly had some twinges he might not have been talking about. But again, I'm over it. I'm still processing it. Me and the family are doing okay. But Scherzer got to pull into, oh, ah, oh, that didn't feel quite right. Ah, I think I'm going to sit. I'm going to sit now. You compare that, an abundance of caution. People get sad all the time in baseball, especially in the regular season, although playoffs gets a little different. Playoffs? Yes. But when you talk about football, the abundance of caution, there's barely a semblance of caution anytime that even before you get into the concussion protocol. What do you mean? There's a blue tent. They go into a blue tent <laughs> now. That's blue tents. Like they should put abundance of caution on the blue tent. <laughs> oh Where are they going? They're going to the tent. Did he come oh out? He came God. out. He should be fine. Then the blue tent, they're like hanging out. <laughs> and, I'm a, and listen, I'm a big, I'm a big believer in the, I'm from a generation where you got to play hurt and nobody wants to hear your complaint. Like I, I still believe those to my core, but something's got to change in the NFL. Although I got to say, they still got that money-making machine, and I don't know if we go away. Closing thoughts as we wrap this thing up. Thursday night football is abomination. There's abundance of caution. They should not have Thursday night football. First of all, it's horrible football. And if anyone was falling in, you don't have to watch the game, following the news after the 12-9 barn burner, Russell Wilson, he's just putting himself, dig, digging a Deeper and deeper hole with his $20, $245 million, can't find open receivers and yeah. looks shot. Yeah. It but, is, he's, but he's insta-fabulous, so there is that. Corny, corny dude. So it's just bad football. And if you really, and part of the reason they can prop that up is Amazon is willing to pin $13 billion over on it over a number of years. $1.18 billion a year, 15 Thursday night games a year over a bad streaming service, $78 million for every game for a 12-9 barn burner. Yeah. So we know the number of injuries, the number of people that go out, these guys, it's cars colliding against each other. So if it really was about player safety, you would not pick Thursday night. You pick Saturday. You want to do Saturday? In the playoffs, they have Saturday, but the reason they don't do that yeah. is they playoffs. The reason they don't do that is they want to compete with college football because right. it's all about their viewership. But right. you can run one one NFL game and still carve out time. They don't do it. So it really, I don't know what the reckoning will be. NFLPA is coming out with new concussion protocols they've already put in front of the NFL. And to your point, they'll be reactive. But it's it's getting harder and harder. Like, it's hard. The number of WhatsApp chats and the ability to communicate and hang with friends and well, hang and like you're talking to your friends, but you're really just texting them. Real and that's time, the way you're- Real time you're, sports text. The way, you, yeah. way you're communicating. That's a, there's a juice and a love to that because you don't get a chance to see people. Yeah. But well, I'm at a point. So step one is, and maybe I'll give a pass just because it's Thanksgiving and Thursday night games, but I'm not watching any more Thursday night games. Yeah. I'm done. It's just too hard to watch. And you're just waiting for someone to get crushed. And you're just watching how many injuries will happen. I hope- that the NFL takes big strides, but I don't know how much outrage there is. If there was a bigger player, like Tua, yeah. see, I just said he's a ragdoll. He's already, <laughs> yeah. and he's not the star. People don't think he's the star, but if there's 
true stars that the pinnacle of Patrick Mahomes or mm. name someone else or yeah. whoever is Tom Brady. And part of the reason Giselle wants to divorce him, she's worried that he's going to be a vegetable yeah. later in life. Maybe there's an action, but money talks. It's just too, there's too much money. Yeah. And Amazon just jumped in and helped support sports cost. Right. Yeah. We both feel guilty about following the NFL. Concussions are serious. They're scary. They're hard to manage for any organization. I'm not sure the NFL is necessarily going to be making the best decisions. We'll try to keep them honest. We'll also try to lean into some more enjoyable conversations, some lighter and frothier fare in subsequent conversations. We don't always need to get dire about it, but it is something that's serious and it is making our sports viewing a little more challenging these days. Tarlin, I appreciate you. Thanks as always for joining on today's episode. Tua, get better. Yeah, get well. Tua, tag of Viola. And to our fans, we'll be back again soon. This is Running It Back. What? 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 What?